one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Adel Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adel Marcy. And today, we have my very good buddy, Sean Kemp, on the show. Sean is a rascal of a motherfucker, to put it nicely. He's, uh, he's actually, when I say that, he's got like such a hard work ethic. Like This motherfucker really gets it. So that's why uh, I'm really glad I get to interview him today, because I was on his show, uh, which gave me a really good idea, because, um, yeah. Sean's just a really good dude. You're gonna, you guys are gonna find out exactly how cool he is, uh, and some of the ways that he uses websites in a very different way that I've not really heard of in a while. Now, this show is sponsored by minimalistmethods.com or minimalistmethod.com. I'll get him to confirm in a second. Um, that'll take you to Sean's Facebook group. Join it. I'm there because my interviews there as well. But the group is actually a really good vibe. You'll understand how Sean uses his marketing and more importantly, how he can actually put a lot of money in your pocket. So you should really go check him out. And if you can, hire him or work with him in any way you can. So let's get started. Sean, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Good to have you here, man. Like, really is. I should really take my headphones off of um, noise canceling and into social mode because <laughs> I really don't know how loud I was being. I could have been fucking yelling as far as I'm aware. No, you were you were perfect. Yeah, I, I I don't know if these have that that feature. I'm not. I don't have. I don't quite have the the camera setup and entire setup as you do. Yet. This is like a whole new setup. Like you guys can't see it yet because uh, this is going to be a video recording. And yes, I will eventually release this video on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, hello YouTubers. Oh, quick heads up: subscribe, review, share. This is going to be a fun fucking episode. So please do all those things because it helps me get people like him back on the show. Otherwise, it's <laughs> going to be like, I never want to be on that guy's show again. I don't think that's going to happen, but fuck it. Who knows, right? Anyway, back to what I was going to say and ask you. Um, yeah, this camera setup's all brand new, dude. This is all like quarantine shit. I managed to get like a really good client. I was like, I'm going to deck out my fucking house. So I decided looks, to build my little studio. I got to tell you, if you can't see it right now, his, his uh, picture quality is insane. Uh, yeah, and go. this is now like th like this is me fully zoomed out. You guys can see my bong right next to me as well, and then like you can zoom all the. I'm gonna just slump down because otherwise you're just gonna get like my cheek, and you got like bam, like that's wow. how crisp the fucking quality is right now. Like dramatic. Po I should have said something really dramatic when I did that. Like you know, I think copywriting sucks. Da, da, da. <laughs> just something <laughs> ridiculous like that. Of course, I don't think copywriting sucks. It's amazing. Anyway. I'm waffling. We're talking random shit right now. Dude, please tell us a little bit more about yourselves, about yourself, because like so many people don't really know who you are and it really bothers me because you're really cool. Um, I, I've, you know, just kind of stayed uh, under the surface for most of, you know, my career doing this. Nowhere near as long as yours. Um, Wait, how long have you been doing this? I don't uh, know so, how old you are. This is how annoying it is. Like, you have one of those faces that cannot be placed as an age <laughs> so i'm 27 okay. um see, i thought you were gonna say you were something like 21 so anyone that can't see sean's face he looks like uh justin long he has like the justin long presence on him you know where you can never tell how old justin long is you're like he could say he's 25 and you'd believe him <laughs> like he's 27 he could say i'm 18 i'm like oh shit okay fair enough you're 18 but how long is uh, you doing copy anyway yeah so i i mean it, it depends what, what you say doing copy is, right? So uh, for clients as a full-time career, uh, probably since, oh, since 2016, um, I've been writing copy for, I wrote copy for myself and for my own business before I moved to doing the client business stuff or uh, since 2014, I stumbled across like, 
I don't remember who the first person was. I think it was Anik Singhal. Uh, wow. And he had um, a webinar that was actually talking about solo ads and how you can essentially buy this list of names and uh, run affiliate products and make thousands of dollars. And I was sitting watching this webinar inside of my um, college uh, fraternity house and uh, in, in this little 400 square foot room and sitting back there in my chair watching this guy present this webinar. I was like, oh my God, like I have no money to pay for this. And he's selling this thing that's two grand and I'm, I'm like wanting to buy it. And I'm like, how is he doing this? And, you know, I've always been, I was always interested in like persuasion and, you know, like just at that time, um, you know, I was, I was in a lot of psychology stuff back, back in the day. Cause you know, I was, uh, I sent, I was, physical therapy. So we had to learn a lot of psychology stuff and loved it. Oh, you like did physical school. therapy as well? Yeah, I did physical oh, shit. therapy. Oh, shit. No, dude, I actually studied the first two years of uh, physical therapy. Well, there's a story behind that, but I, I did two years of physical therapy um, as a as a student. So yeah, totally so do you know? Right. So you know. Yeah, because yeah. I was doing a, I was actually planning to do a double degree in physical therapy and uh, psychology, which funnily enough, my cousin in Ohio did that, had no idea he did that, by the way. He had no idea I want to do that. I had no idea he did that. We met up like years later. Literally, I hadn't seen the guy for 10 years. We met up randomly because he, he was in London. And uh, he told me what his degrees were in. And they were the same thing. So yeah, I totally get like the physical side and the therapy and the mental side of it all. I totally get that. So please keep going. Yeah. So I mean, I was fascinated by it. Um, and uh, specifically a class called Abnormal Psychology. It was like almost uh, criminal minds uh to 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 a certain level and degree do you know who's like, do, do you know who's who whose name would totally fit in there and i say this with the utmost respect because i still love the motherfucker who, who's that shane hunter like oh, that dude that that dude has a genius level brain like whatever the fuck i don't give a shit what anyone says that dude is one of the smartest motherfuckers i know like on this <laughs> planet like i've had the good pleasure of knowing um and you know we've had our differences but whatever uh but going into that i was going to say like criminal abnormal psychology criminal mindedness like in a sense i t like when we say that i'm guessing it's also could be like seen as uh, einstein because einstein also had very abnormal psychology he didn't think like a normal person would um but yeah please continue i keep fucking cutting you off please tell me no show. no no i like that that's that's dialogue it's an actual conversation that's how a podcast should be to be honest um yeah well, yeah, he actually, I, I, I think he lives like 30 minutes from me now. So yeah, I, you're um, in Arizona, right? Yeah, I just I moved here in November uh, from Chicago. Oh, yeah, dude, you, you guys aren't far away at all. I mean, I think you're, mm -hmm. where, wait, where about in Arizona are you? If, you, uh, if you're allowed to give I'm, your location. I mean, no, no, I'm in, I'm in, that's yeah, fine. It's like a hub. I'm in Scottsdale. So oh, it's like a, not far yeah. away from like, you got Carlos, you got Shane. Carlos is 100 feet Kyrie. away from me. Carlos is my neighbor. Fuck, no way. <laughs> Yeah. Do so me a favor, he, give, like run up to him and just like randomly tackle him later or just like you know, <laughs> throw something at him across the way and just be like, Adil did it and just see what he does because it would just be fucking hilarious. It's funny because uh, in the winter, it's, it's like really like perfect temperature. So I used to go out on my, uh, my patio and overlook this like center of the, the complex. And uh, 
I'd always see Carlos walking his dog down there and I'd be like, yo, what's up, Carlos? And uh, sometimes I didn't notice it was him and he'd get me on, on his story. Like, look at this guy, you know? That's really um, cool though. Cause like, so for the people that don't know who I'm on about, it's Carlos Redlick. Uh, he's or Redlick, you know, I can never say his fucking surname. Never not say his surname. Um, like, but Carlos is a dude that we've interviewed once before. He's coming back on the show. So you guys watch out for that. Or he, by the time this comes out, he would have been on the show. Uh, so enjoy that but dude okay so real quick i gotta ask this because i think we're, we're barreling down like um we, we were heading down a story away so like essentially you were saying that you know you're doing a psych class you've always been interested in psychology go from that because like initially it was the whole thing with onik yeah and, and well the thing was i was honestly like a little bit afraid um of so i, I studied finance too so i was a double major but uh oh, nice. i was a little bit afraid of taking like a job uh, that I'd have to wake up, drive 40 minutes to. And, and uh, you know, um, I, I just like searching up different jobs that I can make money online. I, you know, I read, uh, I stumbled across the book, Crush It uh, by Gary B. Yeah, so I, I read that. And I also read Four Hour Work Week. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't believe these guys are making all this money and I got to know how to do it. Um, and then I think I, you know, I was like hardcore in a, in a research mode at that point. So it took, uh, you know, maybe a couple of weeks and a spring break trip to where we drove all the way down to, um, Miami from, uh, like the Midwest, uh, for my college, um, all in one trip, I think it was like 21 hours. We didn't stop and I couldn't sleep. I can't sleep in cars. So, I spent 21 hours just reading all this entrepreneurship stuff. And at that point I knew I was like, I'm starting my own business. Um, I have I, one question. How was your brain not numb? Like I, I read it now and my brain goes, Nope. <laughs> it, I don't know if it was like the fact that my friends were sleeping in the back. I was in the front of a, a really old Honda van and my, my buddy was, was driving uh, on the left and, uh, yeah, he, like, we kept each other company. Like, I would, I would stop every 30 minutes or so. We'd have a chat. And, oh, okay, uh, cool. So you were, like, well, doing it in between. So help pass the time, but also help send the information. All right, that's pretty cool. And, and there's some really good scenery on the way there. Like, um, yeah. I think we spent a lot of time in Georgia, and there was some really good scenery there. But, but yeah, it, was, it broke up the time. Well. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, so oh, getting okay. back to it, I mean, so yeah. here we are, you know, um, I haven't graduated yet. I graduated in December of 2014. So at that point, I started this business, uh, Sean Camp Fitness. I spent like eight months trying to get a website up. Uh, I've spent all my money on it. First, per, first developer went dark on me. Second developer went dark on me. Third developer, I switched up my whole business. So that was like um, 16 months in. I switched up my whole business to subscription model because I thought subscription businesses were the thing. Um, and in that time I was learning copywriting cause I had to for myself cause I actually hired somebody from Upwork and I was like, this sucks. I could do better than this. I heard, uh, two or three copywriters from Upwork and I was like, I could write this way better. Um, so I ended up, uh, learning from Rich Sheffrin. I think I bought a product from Rich Sheffrin and I, I learned about the core concept and I was like, that's such a powerful thing. 
Uh, and then I was like, uh, I think he mentioned VSLs in there. So I went and like discovered VSLs and I was like, how do you write a VSL? So I found John Benson. So the and best then, guy on the planet for VSLs, just like <laughs> who's the best, the guy that made them. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, so he, he essentially had a VSL uh, um, training yeah. that I somehow managed to convince my parents to give me a, um, like a, a loan for essentially. And, uh, I, I think I got his stuff and, uh, either that, or at that point I somehow was connected with John Rowley. I, I don't remember what exactly what happened, but, um, yeah, I learned VSLs writing my own VSLs and, uh, putting my own funnels together, doing it with Instapage. And I was in digital marketer community and I was like asking all these questions. I was running my own Facebook ads. This was like 2015, mind you. Um, and uh, I was also learning how to grow an organic audience on Instagram, got it up to like 13,000 followers, uh, was getting 17 cent leads from Facebook, had, my, had a Twitter rep for ads actually. And I was getting, I found out that Facebook ads was cheaper. I was getting like 17 cent leads for this, this lead magnet called Drink and Get Lean for College Students because my subscription model was uh, eliminate the freshman 15 for, so it was like weight loss for college students and, uh, eventually figured out I was building all these things for, um, like not a ton of money. Right. And I, I couldn't get it going. I felt like I needed more cash flow, and I didn't know if I needed to take out more money. People actually started noticing like all the stuff I was putting together and asked me if I could do it for them. So I think the first thing somebody asked me to do was like, Hey, I see your, uh, active campaign automations are bomb can you actually train my, um, my uh, employee on how you did that and also build us um, an engagement series and write the copy for it? And I was like, sure, why not? And he was like, I'll pay you 500 bucks for it. And I was like, at that point, I was like 500 bucks, that's a ton of money. It took me like three hours, three, four hours. And I was like, wow, I can get paid that amount of money uh, in three to four hours of work. I need, maybe I need to reconsider so I ended up, I don't know how I, how I landed this client, but I think I cold emailed a bunch of people and uh, got this, this guy in Switzerland um, to pay me like a thousand bucks to build out this like membership area and platform. And uh, he needed all this copywritten and it just kind of spiraled from there. So it was like 2015. Um, and then in 2016, I was doing all cold emails. So I was cold emailing influencers like, hey, there's 10 things that would double your revenue in the year. And like then inter uh, influencers had no clue what a funnel was. And I was like, oh, I had this thing, a funnel, like I could show them how they can like pull their subscriber list into an email list and sell them stuff. And I was like giving them all these different tools and, and this and that. So uh, 2016 is where it really hit off. I was, um, you know, had eventually got some pretty big clients. That's when Jason Hornung and I started working together. Uh, that's when, um, I had my first summit launch with, um, a fit pro guy, Lynn Trin. I don't know if you know who that is. I know Lynn. We did. I wrote, I, I wrote some copy for him before. No way. Yeah. Like <laughs> we probably should. We probably share a lot of clients to be honest. If, uh, yeah, it's a really small world. Like this is why I always tell people you want to keep like a good relationship because people fucking talk. Like mm -hmm. everyone talks, like everyone knows some dude that like 
essentially why I like to say it's frat house rules, which is no one calls shit on it, but everyone knows the shit. Like, if that makes sense. If I say someone's name, you're like, oh, we all know shit about that guy or what happened with that person. You're like, you kind of find out. So most people have a squeaky clean, like pretty cool chill personality. They own who they are and they're fine. But it's the ones that like kind of put out one persona are completely opposite in like private. And you're Mm. like, damn, dichotomy is like so off there. But alas, it's funny because Kyrie actually uh, wrote about this today. It was something like Kyrie Oliver, by the way, is he's been on the show like twice. I think he's going to come on again sometime. Um, That dude has like a standing uh, reservation on my show. Like he can he has the he has the booking link. He literally books on he can book on on the same day. I'm like, oh, Kyrie's name's here. Great. I'm going to do a show with him. That is how (laughs) easy it is with him. Like, don't even give two shits about it. Just message like, dude, one show. Anyway, he did a post. It's like uh, most of these uh, influencer people that you're trying to be like on social media are either the the biggest divas in the room or the most insecure people you'll ever meet. Um, I was like, fuck, that is so true. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm guilty for some of that shit. I've, I've been a slight diva and I've been slightly insecure. It happens, but you got to find your balances. Um, but back to what I wanted to actually ask you. Where are we going with this? There was something you said that my brain was like, fuck, ask him about this. Where the fuck were we going? There was a reasonable uh, Kyrie up. Yeah, it was... Um, so it's 2017. We were, uh, we were talking about uh, just, you know, the frat house rules. Oh, yeah, that was it. Frat house, yeah, because everyone knows everyone. That's basically right. what it is. So you worked with Lynn, you worked with Jason, who also I worked with Jason too. Yeah, um, yeah, there's plenty that's of... That's how I met Rory, by the way. Like Rory Stern, that's how I know Rory. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know you knew uh, him. Yeah, so I don't know if him and Jason talk much anymore. There's, uh, um, there's, uh, it's kind of, business is weird sometimes, right? So it really is. It's still like, there is high school rules at times. Yeah. I mean, I I always, I told Kyrie this once and I was like, Hey, do you know that like the online world is essentially a high school lunchroom and, uh, each table has their own click and sometimes people go to the other tables to eat and then their friends see that and get pissed. And that's pretty much the, the scenario that happens in the online world where everybody sees what's going on. And some people now today um, do really put people on blast. That, that's that's oh. been a new thing over the last 12 to 18 months where, you know, uh, your reputation, if you have one bad encounter with somebody, you better take care of that because um, you're going to be put on blast and the reach that people have today is uh greater than any other time so it depends who though it depends who because i fucked up a load before in the past you know i fucked up before i've tried to make amends with some people some people i've not been able to make amends with at all which really sucks because it does weigh on my conscience because i'm like i really need to still sort this out but i don't know how to do it blah blah, blah. but the the thing is i've always said to people try and make amends like i had a client recently where um I knew I could do, I, like, I had all these fucking ideas for them, and they're all on my notepad. So I've got, like, I've still got to digitize them. By the time this comes out, obviously, we will be done and dusted. But I digitize all my notes, send them over to him, and I was like, look, dude, I'm going to give half your money back because I wrote 15 versions of this damn letter, and none of them made sense. Like, nothing landed. Like, everything was just a miss. It was like I was punching the air. It, it was ridiculous. So instead, I'm just going to consult for you instead for, like, half the price. I'll consult with you until we get this thing done. And then you made your money and everyone's happy. Deal, deal, great. And then we just shook on it. 
easy as that. I actually gave him the money back that night. I was like, here you go. Cool. I have a call with him. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's been like, what I found is if you fuck up, try and be the good guy. But like, don't always be the good guy because some assholes will try and take you for a ride. They'll be like, oh, you didn't do anything. I want all my money back. I was like, I was halfway through writing, you dick. Started. Here's my work. I'm not. My my whole thing is I never show drafts to clients because I actually throw them away as soon as I. Once I know it's a draft, I literally delete the damn thing and start over. I don't do the mm. whole like I'm gonna save it to this and bring it over. I'm like, nope, I'm gonna write fresh every time. And because of that, my clients get mad at me. They're like, why don't you send me drafts? I'm like, because you'll fall in love with something that I think is stupid, and you'll get mad at me for not including it, or you'll do the dumb thing, which is go behind my back and try and put it into the final piece and it's not going to work. And then you're going to get mad at me because your dumbass idea didn't work. So it's the, one mm. of the reasons I have like creative control with copy as well. I'm like, you know, I have to really put it out there until I say yes. Mm. Um, and if you do, you're liable to your own results. I'm not going to fucking do them for you. I'm not liable to that shit. If it does better, great. I'll take all the credit in the fucking world because they're all my words. But if they, if they bomb, no, that shit lands on your head because that's not what I gave you to run. But anyway, we're digressing. What I'm getting at here is the, and what you said, it is like a high school lunchroom. People get put on blast. People talk to each other. And also I had no fucking idea that you built up like uh, membership sites as well. And the reason I, I was giggling when you said that I was chuckling to myself, because that's how I came up. I started out writing copy and I started building membership sites. I had a custom built too. It's like before all this membership stuff, like, started oh, yeah. coming out I, was, I think i actually used the so i was in wordpress and i think i used member mouse but it had to be custom like built and everything but, uh, of course no i always uh, so my setup used to be optimized press with wishlist like on wordpress so we like oh wishlist yeah yeah so i still use wishlist to this day it's one of my favorite softwares um it's how i build my membership sites but yeah like word wordpress optimized press and wishlist with an amazon s3 with a cloud front attachment all ready to go that's how i built them i i basically frankensteined a lot of these websites but and here's the long here, here's the real moral lesson i don't know if you still agree with this i do um this is my view still I'd rather build all that stuff and go through the hard work of doing so because that is something I own. Um, that is something at the end of the day, the only person that can shut that down is if the domain goes down, fine, but I still own the hosting. I still own all the files. I still own all the IP, the intellectual property to everything there belongs to me. Whereas if you're using another software, please read the terms of service agreement because there is some things they can do like look at your... Uh, product and uh, become your competition. That is legally inside some people's contracts for some of the software you use. I'm not saying it's all software, but some of them, it, it's in there. It, it's hidden, but it's there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Dude, do you still like build your own or do you actually like use other stuff? Because I don't think you use websites anymore. You just have bought everything to a Google Doc. <laughs> so um, that's one I of the do... main we gave. Yeah, so I do stuff for e-commerce too. Um, in we we we're right now we're just building for other people, but I have um, some plans to do it for ourselves. Obviously, we need Shopify. And by the way, for anybody that's doing e-commerce, ShopPay is uh, gonna put a hit on Amazon for sure because it's like it saves all of your information, uh, one click, one click payments, just like Amazon. Um, so if you ever you know, buy something from shop pay from one person's website, then 
you go to another website that, that's built with Shopify, you can, you can click shop pay and uh, it's like a one click purchase and uh, it oh, makes the buyer says- experience so much quicker. Um, so that's why Shopify is, is definitely, um, you know, going to be the only competition I would say in the online world, you know, I don't think anybody's really competing with Amazon, but in the online world, Shopify definitely has an opportunity. Here's a question for you. Do you think Shopify is going to get bought out by Alibaba or Amazon? Uh, I think Amazon would be the first to, to uh, purchase it over Alibaba, to be honest. Oh, no, they'll, be first, they'll be the first ones to try. Try, yeah. Do you, think that you'll be, do you think like they'll, they'll sell to Alibaba? They'll sell to Amazon? Do you think they'll sell to Al- Alibaba? Because if they sell to Alibaba, that's like a, they'll probably get more money from Alibaba, to be fair. Uh, I don't think that they, um, it doesn't matter uh, because uh, it's a public company. So I'm pretty sure that, you know, if Amazon just decides to buy up the majority shareholder, uh, they technically yeah. own it. So yeah, um, it's whoever's going to put up the, the money first. Um, I th- yeah. I'm, unless I'm mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's how well, I was uh, thinking, no, I think because it, it is a public company, obviously they would, but they can still like the CEO, well, the um, owner, the guy that found it, if he still has controlling right and actually has the bylaw so that he can sell the company, mm. if they approach him with a good enough offer, instead of buying up the shares, they could just buy the company outright from him. Interesting. Which would be a lot easier because as well, if they end up buying majority share from him right out, that's how they keep all their money. They keep most of it anyway. Because they're just they're going to keep him on uh, salary or find someone that does, um, at least for like two three years, and then just let him go out. That's basically how a lot of businesses do it now. Is you get an upfront payment of the amount that you signed for, and then over the twelve month period that they're bringing their own people in, um, and rebranding and rebuilding your stuff so it suits more their style, especially if they're like say a different business. and then at the end, they just pay out the rest of the money they owe you. I mean, this is how like uh, one of my clients used to do it with dentists. He used to go to a dentist and go, hey, you, do you want to sell your dentist practice? And they're like, yeah. It's like, great. How much are you guys making? At the end, he'd like figure out and be like, all right, so you're, making, you're taking home 50,000 pounds a year. Well, like, we'll do it in dollars because it's easier, $50,000. And instead, uh, I'll give you 100 grand for your practice. And from that practice, but here's the rules. You have to work for me for one year to help me like fill this out. You have to find me a suitable person and take over as head dentist because you don't want to work here anymore. Um, is that all cool with you? And they're like, or they might be like, I still want to work here. I still want to be head dentist. I just don't want to own the thing and do it. I just want to fix teeth. That's my passion. Great. All right, you do that then. And I'll pay you a great salary, 100 grand a year. But over the over the course uh, over the course of the twelve months, uh, my friend used to build out their marketing funnels, build everything in, make sure it looked really, really good, got them a ton of PR, and um, by the end of the twelve months, that place was like probably doing like three hundred grand uh, turnover, like overall, but they were barely making any money profitably. And by the end of the twelve months, they'll be doing somewhere in the region of like six hundred to six hundred thousand to a million. Um, with practically only a slight marginal increase in their costs of what they used to be. Like it's only ever slight, it's like 10% more than they used to spend. Um, but they had all this excess. And he was like, you'd get dentists come to him and be like, no, I, I didn't know that the potential was here to do this. Mm. 
So the same story kind of applies here is that you can have some buyback. You can have some buyback as well, but if you do it properly where everything is signed off and contracted, they've got no legal footing. And again, as an idea for a business, especially now, like during Corona times, if you've got money and your competitors hurting, do some research. You might find your competitor wants to sell, sell them what they have because you get to do all the work, make sure you have the infrastructure to support it. And Hey, ho, you've got a new income stream. Hmm. You know, why, why, why bother to build everything from the ground up when you can just buy something that's already built? Right. I like that. Um, yeah. And there definitely are some, uh, I think Roland Frazier talks about it a lot. Carl, Carl yeah. Allen is also the guy who's done like 50 billion worth of acquisitions. I think sure. uh, sales and acquisition. He, he's uh, partnered up with Agora too, I believe. Um, yeah, I think he would have. Um, Ninjaacquisitions.com. Oh. I think it's his thing. Oh, fair enough. That's pretty cool. See, my whole thing is uh, I bought a site called dailymeditate.com and I'm, I've been very stupid with it, but now I'm actually being smart. Mm, there we go. That's good. Yeah. It sounds like an app almost. It but was, uh, I, I want to build a fucking app for it. That's the thing. I've got like the whole idea, but it's going to cost me like 30 grand to get done. Yep. So I'm like, That's... I'm, I'm, it's on the back burner for now. Like I've got a whole different idea for it though, to build up like a brand awareness thing for it first. I have, uh, I just recently purchased food truck formula. So I'm trying to get that going. Uh, food truck formula. Yeah. It's, it, it's cool because, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are losing their jobs and want to find a different route to make money. And, uh, you know, they don't have the cash to start up their own restaurant. I actually had a buddy who I used to lift with that started his own pizza joint. Um, and he was saving a lot of money to where he canceled his gym membership at this place called lifetime fitness, which is at the one he was going to was like 70 bucks a month. He switched to like a $10 per month membership just to save $60 a month. So he could pay for this pizza joint that he was building. And uh, it was like his dream. He talked about it five years ago about how he was going to open up this pizza joint. And it was like, you know, I have this, this idea and concept and I'm going to bring the city kind of pizza style of Chicago to the suburbs and uh, everybody's going to come here and they have great marketing. And uh, so he just started that up. And I, I've met plenty of people who are like, yeah, I, I kind of want to start a restaurant. Like, it'd be super cool to have my own vibe and things going on. And I think for most people, especially right now, it's not viable. Um, yeah. The overhead's high. The margins are low. I think the average is 6% margins. Yeah. And so, most of them go out like 90 something percent of them go out of business in year one. It's nuts. It's not. Yeah, and, it's and like the highest fail rate. It's the highest fail rate of a business. There's so much expenses that go into it, and, and plus turnover of food. Um, you know, there, uh, there, you know, the expense of of having the right chef and hiring the right um, workers, and you know, I mean, there's things that happen that you would never assume, and it's not a business that I would be a part of. But what's cool about food trucks? They're actually kind of growing in the United States right now. And uh, what's cool about them is, is you, can, you can really have minimal turnover of ingredients, uh, one. Two, you don't need uh, a huge um, storage facility. Of, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Your so overheads are pretty low because you, yeah, you can essentially load up one day's worth of food at a time. Mm. You can pick yeah, that was, up in the morning. There was a food truck here the other day actually that was selling like guac that's all they did just sell guacamole and that's 
guacamole. And it was like, I think it was like, there's three different options. There's three types of guacamole they'll make for you in your hand, fresh avocado. And it was like 10 bucks and you get the guac with the chips and you go 10 bucks. I'm assuming their margins are, are twice. So, and, and what's cool about it is they can go anywhere. So they, they parked right in front of our place, uh, right in front of our little cul-de-sac and they have, uh, you know, a deal done with the complex to where all these people that live here uh, know that they got uh, a spot down there from five to 9 PM and then they're gone. So there's a scarcity that they're gone. They're not here anymore. And they can test out to see how well it performs. If the people love it, they'll come back. If not, they won't. And uh, they can test out different zip codes, different areas, see where they're going to make and the most how cash. Long. Yeah, exactly. Like, you guys might be the perfect rush hour from like eight till nine. And another neighborhood over is like from six till seven. They're like, oh shit, we got to find a neighborhood that's like close by for seven till eight. It's interesting. It's just like an interesting business model to me. And, uh, you know, not everybody is made for the, the online world, but, uh, I think there's, you know, some really cool opportunity there. So I, I have, I'm a hoarder of domains. So anytime I have an idea, I'm like, how can I get that domain? Buy a domain. Yep. No, I've, I'm, I'm the, I'm the worst. I still own a couple of domains that people still don't believe I own <laughs> like greatest copywriter alive.com. And there you the go. greatest copywriter alive.com both forward to my website, by the way. Uh, also the other, like you gotta tell me some of your crazy ones. Cause I've got like plenty. So I've got that. Um, I've also got players with money.com. Huh? Like that, that one's my favorite one. There, Where do you get them from? Where do you buy them from? Oh, Dude, that's right. One, namecheap.com. <laughs> that's one that was like, is this available? Shit. It's available. $10. What's uh? What's one of the crazy ones you got? Um, I have shroomup.com, and that okay. was shroomup.com. Uh, can be one of two things. Uh, depending on education level of mushrooms, or um, it'll be like a mushroom supplement company. Um, I have yep. launched with Sean. Launched with Les. Um. Are these dot coms or dot co dot uk or dot co all dot all dot all dot com yeah nice um the only one i can't get is my first name or my surname as a dot com which is really fucking annoying because they're both unique but someone owns both of them but can you uh, you have your full name yeah adelmarcy.com is mine like mm. fuck anyone that tries to go after that throne <laughs> <laughs> someone will go after the mic that throne that motherfucker will uh yeah, you can't let them get it though. No, um, no, no, no. Gotta be slick. I'm looking at some of the ones that I have. All uh, right. So while we're doing this and you're looking at them, I know one of my favorite ones that you'd really enjoy, and that is uh, yourgeniusatwork.com. Interesting. I also have yourgeniusatplay.com. Like, just because there's also daily gratitude, daily gratitude blog. Um, Copywriting critiques is another one I own, and copywritingcritique.com are both I own. I'm there like, you go. How the fuck does no like they both forward, they both forward by the way? If you go to copywritingcritique.com or critiques, they lead you to my form page that goes. It's like five hundred bucks to get a critique from me. Hmm. I swear to there God, I want to get to the position one day that I can charge five hundred bucks just to do this and like it shit and walk away. It's like what happened? I gave you a critique. <laughs> walk away. I'm like, <laughs> I want to be that bougie. 
just for like a second. Obviously, I'd come back and do the work, but like I want it just for one second. Anyone that wants me to do that, please do because I will help you out with it. But kind of going back to like copy, because we've uh, I, I really want to dig into your mind a little bit more while we're here. And that is, what do you see in copy that's different? Like, how do you approach copy differently? Because I know every copywriter has their own thought process. What is it that you look for? Like for me, it's story. I always look for the story first. Mm. Where, where, where's your brain go first? Um, if it's health, I always try to find the deeper uh, rooted issue. Um, and I love doing that, like going down the rabbit hole. Um, because I, I always find that there's something beneath the surface that they haven't thought of before. And it's kind of like NLP where you, you give them that reframe. Um, so I look for whatever, whatever interesting thing that I can, like, how can I reframe? And uh, all my copy kind of follows the same format as if you were to um, talk to somebody who's been um, in debate for years, where um, it's, it's Wait, following debate like, team. I actually wasn't. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was totally like geeky to do that. So I, I wasn't on debate team. I actually had a friend that was though, and he wanted to be a lawyer. I'm not sure if he is now or not. We haven't talked in I a while. He was. He's like, you just seem like attorney at law. That's a whole new niche for you, right there. You can just go market to like attorneys. Like, yeah, you can pay. I'll, I'll get you clients. Yeah, there you go. Clientsforattorneys.com. There's the there's the domain. Um, but yeah, I just, I take the approach of like, how can I win just like this one argument um, that uh, will eventually get the sale. So, and, and I, if I can't like reframe the way they think about something, it, it'll, you know, especially for like long form stuff, it's just not gonna, not gonna be cool enough. Uh, it, you know, I, so I always look for something I can do to kind of like shift their, their current reality. Um, at some level and stories are one way to do it. Obviously I like to look for paradoxes. I look on like for science stuff or really anything. Um, even business, I'll look at like futurism.com, ebombs world. My, my research Wait, what's is futurism.com. I've never, I've not been on there for like a really long time. Futurism.com. Um, they have like a health section and, uh, they have really weird ideas in there that I can, kind of relate to most health offers so i'll find something on there um, like where do you get your ideas weirdest places ever my favorite place is reddit i love yeah, reddit. reddit is uh, reddit, reddit is, is so reddit is so good for researching shit <laughs> so i was actually uh, a couple days ago writing um uh advertorial for for a uh, weighted blanket and uh we're uh, targeting rls so restless leg syndrome and, uh, you know, it's obviously got to be compliant. Uh, so I got to, you know, I'm like, how can I, how can I talk to these people? Cause I don't, I, I've never experienced it in my life. I don't know what they're going through. And man, I got to tell you the stuff that I found on Reddit, um, was ridiculous and in their own words, just absolutely like insane. What? Like some people were saying like, do you guys ever feel like you just want to chop your legs off? Um, seriously, like there's, um, and people are like, uh, around the ninth time that I wake up at night, I, I'm ready to just, uh, just quit. Leave it off. Just, yeah. yeah. Just like, um, and, uh, people have tried such, such weird things. Like, um, like I, I could use it in the copy. Like, have you tried, uh, buying uh, this one person said that they had bought like four or five or six ice packs. Um, and they sleep with them on their legs. 
uh, so that they can fall asleep. And I'm like, that sounds like the one thing that would help me not fall asleep is, is having, it's like freeze my leg. Right. And, uh, it would give you, you know, like freezer burn on, on your leg, you know, you'd wake up and the the ice pack would be stuck to you. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's obviously a serious, uh, problem for most people, which I also didn't know that more people suffer with RLS than diabetes itself which is crazy wow. to me. That is crazy. Um, I did not know that was a statistic. Yeah. And, and there's no diagnostic for it. So it's just all based on symptoms. So if you experience certain things, then, then, then doctors would just tell you an RLS. There's no like, you can't take some tests and it'll say you have it or not. It's just like yeah. a symptom-based thing, um, which is kind of like gray area for Facebook, which is actually good because it's not like, you can't say high blood pressure on Facebook. You have to say erratic blood pressure. Um, so that's like for anybody that cares about compliance, you can say erratic. That is actually very not good. High. Um, so when, it, when we're doing like supplements, supplements are also a lot harder to sell compliantly for FDA purposes than info. So yeah. a lot of people will use uh, sell info products because you can make stronger claims and the FDA can't do anything about it. Or, well, I'm not telling you to do that. Uh, no, no, for sure. Later. Stay within compliance. Stay within compliance, obviously, but it's just know the well that you work in, and don't mm. lie. Like, don't be a fucking asshole that lies. Mm. Fucking yeah, hate that's the lie. There's uh, there, so yeah, and the thing is, the thing is with ingestibles, it's just different. Uh, that you know they're gonna be stricter than than you selling an info product. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to the one thing I look for is like, how can I reframe perspective? How can I have somebody look at something differently? Um, and, and say something that's really bizarre. I always like to start off like uh, a letter with a paradox because people like have to look at it two or three times and be like, wait, that makes absolutely no sense. Um, right, give me an example. You know, uh, well, if we talk about the weight loss industry, it's like eat more calories or eat more fat, lose weight. Um, yeah. That was a good or one. Or like, or like uh, the one that you gave value, which is like lose weight while still drinking beer or something like that. Yeah. So, so it was exactly, that was exactly what it was. <laughs> it, was it was like how you can uh, still party and, and get shredded, you know, essentially. Yeah. Um, well, it's the same as like AJ Mirzad when he had his whole thing. It was like get fit and healthy, still eating pizza. Mm, there you go. And, and four hour work weeks, a paradox. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I just like need my creative time to kind of think about what's that, what's that one thing uh, that I can really just, you know, capture attention and, uh, you know, just kind of reframe their current situation. So um, it's fun. It's like you're, 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 uh, you're an attorney and you're trying to win an argument that's going to eventually get a sale. And that's just kind of cool. See, I don't do like, it's really weird. I was talking to a friend about this. I have like the worst fucking like i'm the worst fucking copywriter for one thing never ask me like a technical question like legitimately if you want to see me flounder I'm like adult give me a hook what the fuck is a hook like i'll sit there and be like i like i know what it is but like how the fuck do i come up with them like i don't come up with copying like pieces like it's either all or nothing like that's the that's my gift and my curse really is mm-hmm. that i can look at a sales letter and be like I can write this in one sitting. In fact, we did this on your show where I basically went through like part of the letter. I was just about to say, you totally went improv and it was like a, a like one of the best rap gods to ever exist. Just come up on stage and you give them a beat 
and then they just go ham. You know, that's 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 exactly what happened. I was just sitting there like, oh, I'm a little wow. bit embarrassed by this. I'm actually very happy to hear that, but I'm a little bit blushing. So I I appreciate that, but I'm a little bit blushing. But no, that that's high praise, man. Thank you. Um, it was I was I was entertained, fascinated, all the things. So it's one of those things, though. Like a lot of people ask me how I come up with it. Like I, I think I told you on the show, but I still, you know what? Do me a favor after we finish wrapping up. Um, when we're just like talking after the show, remind me to send you the uh boner. What was it? The dick pill um letter that I had to come up with on stage. By the way, I for the people that don't know about this. I was speaking in January, a little speakeasy, like small group of 20 people. And I got challenged. Like, I challenged someone in the audience, like, hey, guys, give me like a, you know, a fucking niche, whatever it is. And some asshole who's a friend of mine decided to send me, um, like, decides to yell out like dick pills, but like natural dick pills. I was like, uh, okay. Don't know what to say here. So I was like, in my head, because you usually get told, don't answer the dumb idiot in the room. Like there's always going to be one person like, but don't do that. Talk about something that's generalized. Everyone can do it because for me, it's always been like, it sounds a little bit like you don't want to, you don't want to poke the back because you could say something and then it just sounds really weird because you're not prepared. But for me, I see that as a challenge. So I, all right, motherfucker, let's go. And I decided to just riff off this one minute thing. And you could hear the audience in the background gasp. They're like, is he really fucking going for it? It's like one of my favorite things ever that I think I should release. But I'll send it over to you. And if I feel, if, if you'd say that I should, I'll get your opinion on it. If you give the go ahead, I'll put it on my website as well. So that'll be, that'll be the special thing for the Sean Kemp thing. If, uh, if it's on my website directly below, he listened to it. It was like, more people need to hear this. Or he listened to him and don't ever let this see the light of day because you'll get arrested. <laughs> One of the two. But there is a podcast somewhere where I did talk about how to come up with a sex toy. And we did come up with a sex toy in the fucking podcast because it was funny. Interesting. Oh, dude. I it's like fun. that. Like, guys, you, I'll, link it, I'll link you guys to it. It's the Brand You podcast. B-A-R-B-R-A-N-D and then just you uh, with my buddy Chris uh, Taylor and Jack Wicks. You guys can find that on the, anyway, I'm digressing. What are my favorite questions I really want to ask you? Cause there's books in your background and there's a lovely little shelf of books in my background. What are, what would you say would be the five books that have most influenced you and why curious? And they don't have to be nonfiction. They can also be fiction. You could be affected by fiction as well. I, uh, I would have to say, you know, four hour work week was a big one. Um, mm -hmm. you know, just change the frame of mind, uh, and breakthrough advertising was good for what I'm doing now. Um, obviously not like, you know, personal impact, but impact as far as how I looked at marketing, that was a big one. Um, a lot of people say that though. So, um, what are some other, yeah, it is a really good book. And a lot of them, dude, even if that I don't have books, it, here's the thing I'm going to say, right? Someone's going to like clarify for you. I don't give a shit yeah. if they're the most cliche books that everyone says. That just proves that they're good fucking books, mm. right? That's all they are. If they're cliche, they, they affected you in a very personal way because everyone reads things differently. Everyone sees things differently. So yeah, please go ahead. Give us the rest of your books. I don't give a shit how cliche they are. Well, I got to tell you, it, probably the most um, impactful books I don't even have uh, in on my bookshelf because I'm a Kindle guy. 
I love to read on my laptop or on my phone or wherever I'd like. How? Um, it's, it's because if I move, like, it's just so hard to, to move that many books, to move all of the books that I have in my Kindle library would be ridiculous. Um, this is a shitload of amount. This is half the shitload of books that I had to give up. Like when I moved here. So I know the pain, but I, I just can't do Kindle books, man. I, I just can't. It feels weird. It is. It is very different. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I'll agree with that. It is very different. It's not the same as like hey, more power to hand. you. I was going to say yeah. more power to you because you can. But okay. So let, what are the other four books then? I'm curious about this. Um, 48 Laws of Power. Anything uh, Robert Greene. Robert so 48 Green. Laws of Power, uh, Laws of Human Nature, Persuasion. Um, Wait, you'll see this. So I'm like <laughs> sharpening out my background a little bit. Can you see that shelf there? Yep. Like the red book. All those are Robert Greene books. So Robert Greene is is uh the man. I the fucking man. love Robert. He is the man. He is my favorite author. And uh, spoiler alert: if he isn't already in the lineup, uh, I'm actually on my on my way to working out a way to get him on my show. And um, Ace Ready and Zachary Babcock and they're messaging his dude and anyone else out there, please message him. Like just tweet him and be like, you should be on Adol's show if you want me to interview him. And by the way, I will try and push it to a 90 minute interview and you will see me fangirl so hard because this dude is literally my favorite author. And uh, I will literally be, I, I will be so sad if I never got to speak to him. Like the, this is the case. And there is a story behind some, with Ali, but we'll get to that. So Robert Greene, go all his books. Yeah. Super out. Um, also, another great author, by the way, is uh, Near Isle. I think that's how you yes. say it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Near Isle. Uh, I try to actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna definitely get him on eventually. I um, think I have his contact details, dude. I'll. Uh, I'll see if I can hook that up for you. Yeah, that'd be that'd be more than awesome. I. Uh, I. I'm kind of like, you know, I. Indistractable came out. I have that on here. Yeah, Indistractable's Hooked is another good book. I love Hooked. I have Hooked over there. That that yellow that's just barely in the uh, in the shot in the corner. Over yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> I just might have taken it out. But uh, Hooked's Hooked's amazing. Uh, Contagious is really good. So you know, all these are like kind of psychology related. In essence, so great books. Um, for, great books for understanding the human brain, which you should always be doing. <laughs> but I, you know, I was kind of like a big uh, Harry Potter fan if we're going to talk fiction um, back when I was a kid, I think that was like the first hardest, most difficult book I ever read when I was like seven years old. So, um, and I, my parents made me read like, I don't know, it was like three chapters, um, uh, three chapters a day or something like that uh, in the summer. So like I couldn't go out and play until my parent and, until I read three chapters and also, I had to do, like, math equations for the next some, uh, school year coming up. So, like, they knew, like, what type of math that I would learn. And I would have to wow. do these worksheets every morning uh, in the summer while I'd watch my friends play outside. And I was like, uh, maybe, maybe is, that's what it is. That, it's mind-blowing how similar your childhood was to mine, except for that. Like, it, so, you know my whole story. Like, my dad, like, being disabled from the waist down and shit. I told you about that. No, no you didn't. Oh, dude. Okay. No idea. Um, yeah. Okay. So my dad, everyone fucking knows this, but I'll blitz through. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you after the show. It's just fucking hilarious, but I'll tell you after the show. It's very fucking similar though. Um, but please continue. 
Yeah, so, I mean, it might be uh, the reason why I, I like work like I do now, though. Um, yeah, for sure. It is. And, you know, I, my whole childhood, I played sports. So it was like, kind of go to school and then, you know, drive to practice, go to practice, get all my homework done, go to sleep, kind of wake up, do the same thing all over again. Um, and uh, it was like between hockey, which was winter, and baseball, which was summer, and we'd also have baseball practice in the winter. Uh, I would like honestly have, you know, maybe a day a week um, where I'd do something other than like a specific strict schedule where I, I'm doing something every single hour. And my dad was, um, he wasn't in the military when, you know, he had me and stuff, but he had a very military mindset from his past. So yeah. like, you know, if I didn't make my bed the perfect way and it wasn't like super like neat, uh, like I'd get in trouble for that. If I didn't bring it home, like if I brought home a B, I would get in trouble for that. Like if I uh, goofed off or like I got called into the principal's office, I'd be screwed. Um, so yeah, you know, it was, it was a tight, it was a tight hold. It was a tight, uh, tightly run ship as they like to say. It's, it's just how it was. Yeah. So like now I'm, I'm like almost the polar opposite when it comes to like freedom is concerned. Like I don't have like a very, very strict schedule. Um, which allows for creativity, but I, I do still feel like I'm, uh, uh, compared to the average person, I'm very like regimented and, uh, you know, disciplined in, in a sense because I had to be. Yeah. But so. also in your own head as well, there are times where you're like, I'm not as disciplined as I used to be. This is annoying me. Yeah. yeah. I know that feeling, but yeah, we'll discuss that later. But dude, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. It's been like a blast having you on the show. Yeah, it's a, this, so this we, is we're gonna have to do round two. This is this is uh, more than definitely, man. This is uh, I, I love how we're able to just hold a, a, a continuous conversation for an hour. You know, it's not always the case for. for some I, d- I didn't even fucking realize that it was an hour until I checked. The, I was like, how the fuck is it an hour? God damn, I can talk to this guy for ages. Probably will as well, you know, just a little <laughs> bit offhand. But anyway, uh, but yeah, guys. Please go check out everything Sean is doing. Dude, what's your website again, please? It's Minimalist Method, or is it Minimalist Methods? Uh, it's minimalistmethods.com. So, okay, you'll see um, the link below. It'll just it'll just redirect to the Facebook group, because that's, Dude, that's where I'm most active. Dude, went really quiet. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Back to it. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so that was just a blip. But yeah, uh, minimalistmethods.com with an S. Link in the description as it will be. Hit him up on literally every social channel. He's fucking hilarious just to talk to. Um, and subscribe to the show. As always, please rate, subscribe, and uh, share the show if you're a fan. If you like what we're doing, let us know. And uh, yeah, guys, peace out. Have a great weekend and speak to you soon. Bye.